Welcome back to the Citizens Defending Freedom Show. We've been working on a little project for the month of November. Starting today, if you give $20 or more, we will donate a conservative, family-friendly book back to a school district. With your donations, it will not only help us continue to fight the horrific, obscene books that are in schools across the nation, but it will also allow us to go on the offensive side and give back wholesome books for children to read. Coming up today, we are joined by Sarah Gonzalez of The Blaze TV. We will hear from the parent who spoke to her school board in our viral video. And the Florida State Board of Education has just made it easier for parents to get pornographic and sexually explicit books out of their school libraries. All of that and more is ahead on today's show. But first, before we get started, head to our website, citizensdefendingfreedom.com and hit the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss out on any of our content. If you follow us on social media, you would have seen we recently had a viral video with over a million views. This video took place in Texas at the Plano ISD school board meeting. Collin County CDF volunteer Carrie spoke to the school board about sexually graphic books in their schools. You will see shortly that the school board members were very distracted while parents were speaking. Warning, this video is very explicit. I'm going to read you some pornography brought to you by Plano ISD. Thank you for sexualizing our children. I pull him out of his underwear and he's soft in my hand. I don't look up at his face before I open my mouth and pull him into it. And I pull and I suck until he grows hard and he makes sounds that means he likes it. And I keep going and going. And when he says, I'm going to come, I don't pull away. The jet of him is warm and salty and tastes like thickened sweat. You want to consume the person you love. You want to eat him so he's inside you, so he becomes part of you. Grandparents eating grandchildren, chewing the flesh and drinking the blood of Jesus every Sunday in church. You are sexualizing our children and you need to stop. I have three kids in Plano ISD. This is not okay. Teresa, look at me. You look at me. This is wrong. Look at my face. I'm a mom of three kids. You know about this. We have been speaking about this in school board meetings since February. You need to get off your high horse, stop treating us like peasants, and do what parents want. Do you understand? Isn't that horrendous? Carrie, the mom seen in the video, is with us now. Carrie, thank you so much for being here. Can you please recap what took place during that meeting? I did not plan to do that. Um, I actually had another page of pornography to read, um, but I just the stop popped in my mind, look up and look out. And I looked up and looked out and none of them were looking at me, none of them. And um, Teresa's what popped in my mind. And so, you know, and she is, she gets paid a lot of money to, lead our schools, so she should be paying attention and uh, respecting us. And so, but she, this is how it's been going for months. She just won't look at us. None of them will look at us when we speak. After you spoke, what was the feeling in the room? It was intense just to watch. I mean, I think people were shocked. I was shocked myself um, at uh, that, that it came out like that, but um, I had um, also said a, a prayer, um, and uh, uh, I know other people were praying too before the meeting, and I just asked that God would be in the room, and, um, and I actually asked uh, for his anger to be in me, but I just didn't know it was going to come out 
like that. So, uh, but um, I, I, and I, it seemed like everyone gave the message that he wanted them to give that day. And it just, it just, honestly, it was just, everybody was on fire. Nobody was nervous. Like, you know, that's how I felt too. Like God just helped me get up and walk to the podium and just, I just did what he wanted me to do. Were other parents frustrated with the lack of acknowledgement from the school board? Yes, a lot of, uh, all of them were, all of the citizens were, they were frustrated. They've been frustrated for months because this is how they treat us. They don't look at us (laughs) when we speak. Thank you, Carrie, for speaking up. Before we welcome the Blaze TV's very own Sarah Gonzalez, we want to say thank you. Sarah worked hand-in-hand with our team to push these horrendous school board reading excerpts out on social media to create awareness. These tweets also went viral, and let's just say we know for a fact that Plano ISD saw them. Sarah also attended the school board meeting and read an excerpt herself. Warning, this reading is also very explicit. He palmed my breast, his thumb flicking over my nipple. I cried out, and he buried himself in me with a mighty stroke. He pulled out a few times, the muscles of his back flexing beneath my hands, and then he slammed back into me again and again. And when that lightning once more filled my veins, my head, when I gasped out his name, his own release found him. He plunged his face between my legs, driving into me with tongue and teeth and fingers until I begged him to stop. No, it was a growl. Give me your cream. I had no choice. He made me come. But then I pleaded for more. Fuck me. He smiled. Say it again. Louder. When I did in a single strong move, he slid one arm under me, flipped me over onto my stomach, tugged me to the foot of the bed. Suddenly, he was inside me in one gigantic shudder. It was all released right there in me. That right there is found in Plano ISD school libraries. You know what else is found? The words fuck ass, bitch, dick, dyke, pussy, and shit. Are any of you uncomfortable yet? I wonder if you're uncomfortable why you allow this smut to be in Plano libraries accessible to children. Because anyone who thinks that this disgusting garbage has a place in our school libraries, quite frankly, shouldn't be within 500 feet of any school. Plano parents entrusted all of you with the responsibility of protecting their children. At this point, you have a decision to make. Will you protect them or will you be a coward? Have the ball. Your time is up. Please help me welcome host of the news and why it matters on the Blaze TV, Sarah Gonzalez. Sarah, when we initially talked, you brought up that you were a graduate of Plano ISD schools. What was it like when you attended? My experience was uh, quite different than uh, what is going on right now. It was a a regular school like you would think of that they actually taught you reading, writing, and arithmetic, you know? Um, I, I, we didn't have any problems with any of the school libraries. And so it was very concerning to me um, to see how much it's changed in such a short amount of time. Uh, we didn't, we weren't sexualized by our teachers or our librarians. Uh, that was just not, I don't even think I knew if my teachers were married or what sexuality they were. I mean, that's just that was just not something that we discussed at school. Um, and it's just really devastating to see a school district that, you know, it wasn't it wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but it was good. It was a good, solid education that I got in in Plano ISD uh, all those years ago. And it's just really sad to see how far down and uh, how badly uh, it's gotten. 
It was uncomfortable just watching you read that excerpt. How uncomfortable was it for you to read it during the meeting? I mean, it, it didn't. It was not uh, great, right? It doesn't give you a great feeling to to do that. But I I also know that that was kind of the intention was make them uncomfortable because if adults are that uncomfortable being read these words, how do you think the children feel when they open the books and read those words and aren't yet ready to process them? And so it didn't feel great. Um, it certainly wasn't like a fun moment um, that I like to relive, but. I know also that there are not a lot of people who are willing to go up there and do it because it is so uncomfortable. And I thought, you know, I, I, I know I can do it because of my public speaking experience. Um, I know that, you know, I, I have the, the courage to do it. So, you know, if not me, then who? And I know that there are a handful of moms who are out there doing just that. And I think that it's so important for them to be doing it because there are a lot of people who back up and say, oh, that's too uncomfortable. I can't do it. And the ones who do have the the spirit uh, to do that, I think really absolutely have to be standing up and doing it as often as possible. Why are you so passionate about defending the children and protecting what their eyes see? I mean, I have two boys. Um, I have two young boys that I am trying to raise in this society. And as a mom, it is just greatly concerning to see our children being sexualized and indoctrinated at every single turn. Uh, you know, you can't go to a restaurant without there being an all-ages drag show. You can't go to a school library without them trying to teach your children how to how to do oral sex on each other. I mean, they are they are being attacked right now in our society at every turn. And my position on that is that it's because for so long we've kind of been asleep um, and we've said, you know what, we want to live and let live. You know, we, we don't want to, we don't want to bother anyone else. We're just going to sit here and we're going to raise our families the way that we want to raise our families. And that's what we're going to do. And in the meantime, uh, the other side has unfortunately been infiltrating in academia, in our, you know, education systems and in so many different uh, industries that we have now seen a whole generation become indoctrinated because we were asleep. And so I made it a promise to, to myself that I said, I I'm going to be able to look my children, when they grow up, obviously, look my children in the eye and tell them, I have done literally everything that I could do to make the world a better place. I did everything that I could to protect you guys. And, you know, so often um, I hear from people... And typically it's on the other side, but I hear from people, well, why aren't you, you know, you should just be at home with your kids. Why are you doing this on the weekends? Why aren't you spending time with your kids? And I think that it's important for people to recognize people who share our beliefs and share our values, but think, well, you know, I'm too busy. I have my kids on the weekend. I can't take the time to do it. And the point is, is that I am doing it for my children, right? It's a sacrifice that I'm making, but the ultimate goal is for my children. And so I think that it's important that people kind of reframe their minds to remember like we the time is now we've got to do this for the kids and if that means taking some extra time on the weekend to show up and be heard and if that means uh, in this particular case that we're talking about in Plano ISD if that means that you get a sitter and you go sit there for five hours while they try to smoke you out because they don't want you to be heard and you take the time to go do that and you're tired the next day because you took the time to do it and make your voice heard, then that's what it means. Because I think that the the changes that we've seen are because we have had parents who have finally stood up and said, not now, not to my kids. And the the public pushback that these school districts have gotten has resulted in changes. I think just people need to be encouraged to just keep it up. 
Well, Sarah, we couldn't have done this without you, and we are very appreciative for you taking the time out and attending the school board meeting with our team. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for what you do. It's, I mean, it's going to take all of us to save the kids, so I appreciate you. Finally, the Florida State Board of Education met recently in Orlando to address several agenda items and proposed rules. During the session, a citizen requested clarity on an issue regarding challenge library books. On the challenge forms being used by Florida school districts, there is a question that asks if the challenge book has been read in its entirety. The citizen asked the board, does that allow them to put aside this form if they answer no? morning and I just have a, a question for clarification and less of a comment. In section four question two asks did you examine the material in its entirety and you have to answer yes or no. My question is around districts that have policies that require you to examine the material in its entirety. Does that allow them to put aside this form if they answer no? Around the state, many, if not most, school districts have used the response to this question as the sole qualification for dismissing the challenge review. Thanks to the citizen who requested clarification, we now have a clear understanding of why that question is on the review form and whether or not a district can use it as an excuse to not review sexually explicit books found in their schools. Chairman Ben Gibson addressed the question and allowed Dr. Paul Burns, Chancellor of Public Schools, to explain that the question is purely there for informational purposes to collect data. Um, Dr. Burns, I, I did want to follow up on one public comment um, that I thought was an interesting question that was pointed out. What about the, the box that talks about, um, have you read the material in its entirety? Um, is that a requirement? Is that a reason that the school district, so let's say a, a parent starts to look at it and all of a sudden it's, it's repulsive, they want to object to it. Is there a requirement they have to sift through everything and then the school board could reject it if they don't? Um, can, you, can you expound on that? Sure. Thank you, Chair. No, that's just to get information so that the districts, and when they are going through their objection process, they just have additional information. So as you just shared, that um, <clears throat> sometimes it doesn't take reading the, the material in its entirety. So if a parent or resident of the county checks no, right, that's just information that will be available and shared to the districts. If the parent or resident of the county checks yes, again, that's just information that the objection committee or the objection process, whatever that process is for each district, that they will just have that information. So we uh, were certainly through the rulemaking process uh, heard from districts that, you know, they wanted to have as much information as they could. We wanted the form to be helpful to districts. And so that was part of the reason that we included that question was just for informational purposes to the districts. They will still go through their local objection processes that they have adopted by their local school boards at the district level. Here with us today is our Florida State Director, Sarah Kalamunji, who attended this meeting. Thank you for being with us, Sarah. So many districts have previously dismissed challenges if a parent or a citizen hasn't read a book in its entirety. What does this new clarification mean for challenges across the state of Florida? So I think it's important to understand that it is just that. It's a clarification. There is a form that needs to be completed and submitted when you're challenging a book, whether you're a parent or a citizen. And on that form, one of the check boxes is, did you read the book in its entirety? So school districts assumed that that meant it was a requirement. Parents, um, I think, made the same assumption, but in reality, it's for data collection. Um, that was clarified at the State Board of Education meeting, so uh, the book doesn't have to be read in its entirety. If a parent or citizen is reading a book and finds the content to be incredibly alarming, inappropriate for minors, um, pornographic, um, disturbing, you know, 
violating Florida statute, they don't have to continue reading. They can submit that challenge, complete the, the book challenge form based on the information that they read that violates statute. When you spoke to the board, you stated that as long as counties have superintendents, board members, and media specialists who are taking their marching orders from teacher unions, the ALA, and handpicking members of book review committees, these challenge forms are rendered useless. How can the state improve these issues and ensure that pornographic books have zero chance to make it back onto school shelves? So I think it's twofold, really. You know, what we have in place already is school boards and um, superintendents that have the authority to remove pornographic inappropriate content from schools. We don't need to go through a review committee process. Um, There is a book challenge process for books that are questionable, but the majority of these books that are being presented to superintendents and school boards, there's no question about it. They are alarming. The content is completely inappropriate and clearly violates statute. These books should be able to be brought to the attention of a school board member or superintendent and just be quietly removed by that superintendent or school board. Um, Now, there is a loophole in legislation um, within the statute that Uh, has a Miller test. And one of those prongs is literary merit, literary value. So that leaves a lot of room for somebody that is reading the book um, to decide if uh, it should remain in circulation. And the reality is it shouldn't be based on that. The Miller test was never designed um, for measuring content for children. So, um, you know, there's there's either just simply removing it at the school board level without being concerned about review committees or changing at the legislative level so that we're measuring what matters um, when it comes to content for children. Thank you, Sarah. Like we mentioned in the beginning of this episode, for the month of November, give $20 or more and a book will be donated to a school district where we are fighting inappropriate content. Our goal, once again with this campaign, is to go on offense. We have and always will fight to make sure library books are appropriate, but we always want to offer libraries kid-friendly reading as an alternative. Your donations will allow us to do that. Donate today through the link in our bio or go to our website, citizensdefendingfreedom.com. Before we go, we want to leave you with our inspirational Bible verse of the week. This week's verse is Proverbs 11.1. The Lord detests dishonest scales, but accurate weights find favor with him. As you can see, Citizens Defending Freedom is doing important work. Help us today in our fight to protect children and push back against radical ideologies. Please visit citizensdefendingfreedom.com where you can learn more about our organization and generously contribute to our cause. Have a great day and make sure to like us on social media and tell your friends about the great things we're doing. God bless.